You've just opened the soup can. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the many flavors we offer as we ask Soup No O. Hello and welcome to the soup can where we ask Soup No O. I'm your host, Campbells, and with me today is local podcast host, Quentin Johnson, who has two podcasts. Uh, one is a sports podcast called Roundtable Sports, and the other is Happy Hour with Q, and we'll touch on those a little bit later. Quentin, say hi to all two people that listen to my, my channel here. Hello, two people that listen to this <laughs> channel. It's a pleasure um, to be here. I first met Quentin. Uh, we, were, we worked together about four years ago up until... Yeah, so we met in 2018. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah, because I had started late 2017 mm -hmm. at company who will, who we will try to keep nameless. We'll, we'll, we'll work on that. <laughs> um, and then you came in in 2018. Uh, I was still on second shift, and you yeah. came in on the coverage team. Yeah, about was that? I guess you could say it's like an after hours type of yeah. position, and uh, I did pretty much all, every position there as far as like uh, the time frame, you know. Yeah, I mean, mornings, you, nights, weekends. It was, it was kind yeah, of. Yeah, you had a you had a rough go. I thought working second shift on uh, on the account that I was on was pretty tough. Yeah. But, uh, but Q and I uh, quickly became friends, uh, working together. Uh, we had a cool bond. It's like he'd text me, "Hey, I'm gonna be a little bit late. Can you cover for me if they ask if I'm there?" I got you. But uh, I came to learn that he's a wrestling fan and a big sports guy, so that helped our bond and friendship form and. Oh, yeah. You know, he's one of the handful of people that I still talk to from Nameless Workplace. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was, we had a lot in common, like, even with Marvel and DC. And, oh, yeah, uh, forgot about that. Dragon Ball Z. So, it was kind of like, oh, cool, you like the same things I like. And, and it's cool, I love that a lot of that stuff has become more mainstream. Yeah. Like, um, before being a wrestling fan, it was cool in your group. Yeah. You know, outside of that, people are like, oh, you watch that fake crap? Mm -hmm. I still get that sometimes. Yeah, that's true. But, but I think it's more acceptable now that the, the cats off the bat, we all know it's pre-scripted, you know. Right. So. And with the, the kayfabe being what it is and all that stuff. But yeah. uh, before we get too ahead of ourselves, uh, let's talk quickly about uh, the two podcasts that uh, you host or co-host with. The uh, first one is uh, Roundtable Sports. I've listened to... A few episodes. It's a very good sports podcast. Uh, I'll let you take over from here and tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so uh, me and my friends, uh, his name, real name, he's going to hate me, his real name is Lamar, but uh, his, his nickname is Saint, and uh, he's a very huge Saints fan. And uh, he came up with the idea and the concept. I always wanted to start a sports podcast, but okay. I kind of, I was a little hesitant just because I was like, am I going to be consistent? Am I going to really focus? I like to watch sports, but do I want to talk about it? And once we started rolling with a couple of episodes, it was just like second nature. And then we have a good chemistry. Uh, we've known each other since about seventh, eighth grade. So, wow. yeah, um, a funny story is that he was in the eighth grade, and I was in the seventh grade, and he was he was way bigger than me. <laughs> he was a bigger than guy. you. Yeah, he was a bigger guy. <laughs> Um, I was really little and play, trying to play football. I was very scared. So we always tease each other about those times and how uh, we progress. And he's a former athlete, and he does personal training, so he has a okay. little bit of both, best of both worlds. And then with me, uh, I play high school ball, played a little semi-pro outside of that. And so, yeah, that's, 
Now on uh, Roundtable Sports, do you guys focus on all sports and do you emphasis on single sport? Or? Yeah, so right now we're just, whatever sport is going on right at that point in time, that's what we focus on. So if it's baseball season, which is coming up pretty mm-hmm. soon, we'll have to start gearing more towards the baseball talk a little bit. But uh, with how everything went down with COVID last year, we were able to kind of, you know, expand our horizons, just bring up certain topics like, hey, okay. who's the best point guard in your opinion, even though they're not playing because of the pandemic. So um, we're looking forward to doing more of that this year, especially uh, as things kind of lighting up with the pandemic and mm-hmm. fans are able to come to, you know, to events. Maybe we can start integrating more sports, but we do mostly basketball, football, and baseball. Well, you stick with the major ones? Yeah. We 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 dodged in hockey a little bit, but we're more or less like cause we're not really hockey aficionados. Like we don't right. really know as much, but we we pay attention to the um, the st- standings or statistics and who's hot and who's not when it comes to that. But we were looking forward to doing more once everything gets a little bit back to normal. Okay, so it's cool that you touch on on everything with the with the sports, even though like you said you're not hockey. Uh, aficionados or whatever, but you still throw it out there for people who yeah. want that little bit of taste of hockey to uh, give them, like you said, what's hot and yeah, you know yeah. where their standings are and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if the Olympics happen, you'll probably touch on yeah. you know what country's doing well and things like that. But I've, like you said, I've listened to a few of them. You know, I, I like it. It's a nice uh, podcast to get caught up on sports because with you know yeah. all the sports that happen, you know it's so hard to keep keep yeah. up, even with the having the internet and everything. So now you do another one. Is this one a solo podcast? Yes, yeah, a solo. It's Happy Hour Q uh, podcast. Uh, it's more of a solo, but I have guests on there. Okay. And uh, what the podcast is about is pretty much is that adult conversations you have with your friends, your family, and you know I, I kind of like to have it as a, you know you get off work, you're tired, you just need that adult adult interaction. So you want to okay. be able to you know, have a drink and just talk. So that's kind of what it is. And then I try every week to have like a drink of the week to try. Nice. I might have a little funny story behind it of me maybe making a fool of myself drinking this <laughs> or uh, kind of give some like fun facts about uh, the history of the, the particular drink that I have. So okay. I've been somewhat consistent with it, but I like to do more of the YouTube side and be a little bit more uh, social presence i guess on social media with it but um i enjoy it i enjoy it a lot a lot of people have good hey, feedback, that's so. that's why i started you know this fancy thing of mine because it's something i've always wanted to do yeah um same with you it, it sounds like you know it's something to, that you wanted to do and you, you know you're a little bit passionate about it yeah I like keep it going that. and but uh, uh those two podcasts i will um post a link to both of those in the comment section on my youtube channel Again, uh, it's Roundtable Sports, everything you want to know about sports happening um, right now. And the other is Happy Hour with Q. I'll be sure to post the uh, link in the comment section of my YouTube channel. Um, again, Quentin, I've known you for four years now. Yes, four years now. And, uh, wow. Cr- yes, because I started around this time at the place that should be nameless. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was about, yeah, about four years now. And um, when we started there, it was, that was probably the most fun job at the time oh, that I had had. Me too. I, I talk about it all the time that 
I just felt more of an adult, wasn't micromanaged. Um, you know, everybody was just really cool, and if you needed help, they're willing to help, and I, I really enjoyed that. That first year, I really enjoyed it a lot. And I had come over to um, Nameless Workplace from one of the big three. Oh, yeah, that's and right. And that was an old-school mentality there. Now, when I moved over, what I liked is there were older people running the show, but they adapted and had that uh, modern, more modern mindset of how you know people are today, where yeah. dress code was a little bit more casual. I could walk in wearing something like this. It was cool. They let you, you know, be you more, and it was it was a fun environment to work in, especially at night. Oh yeah. <laughs> Not that we got into a lot of a lot of mischief, but it was a little bit more downtime. So it was walking to the other side of the office to come bullshit yeah. with you and you know we could be we could stand there and do that for an hour and not miss a beat i like work. your your choice of clothing it inspired me at night to be more comfortable <laughs> so i will say i enjoy those those days and yep because it was by about six o'clock there was maybe two other people in the building outside of me um and i would bring sweats and i just changed into sweats so for half my shift yeah I was comfy. I got to the point where if I was working at night, I would come in sweats. I'll bring my jeans in a car just in case or mm -hmm. bring them next to me. But literally, like, I would do the shift and I would try to get on time out of there before <laughs> all the, the big big hands come in. So, yeah, man, it was. I look back at it and I, I know I complain about working nights, but I actually miss it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it was that little bit of freedom. Like you said, they let you they, they let you be you yeah. and treated you as an adult and nothing was really micromanaged. Uh, met a lot of great people, yeah, a lot of which I still talk to, and I'm sure you do too. Yeah, um, definitely. Then the pandemic happened. Yeah. That, uh, and this is probably <laughs> after you and I both scratched and clawed to get on first shift. Yes. I mean, we paid our dues, and but man, it just seemed like it took forever for the both of us to get. Yeah, um, you know, it was a lot of, which I know a lot of people know office politics and things yep. of that nature, but uh, it seemed like once we started getting our strive, that happened, and the uncertainty of employment came into question, so it was kind of, oh, what are we going to do next, you know, and right. it just... It took the wind out of the things a lot, so. Yeah. And then, like you said, the pandemic happened, and kind of what, a little bit before the pandemic, the account you and I had been on, um, we were given the news that it wasn't going to be renewed. Yeah, that was right, yeah. So, a lot of layoffs happened, and the way all that was handled, I don't think it was handled as, as well as it should have been. Yeah, I you know I understand things happen, but that kind of showed me how things are behind closed doors. I didn't like how things were, you know, not communicated to us a lot. I understand yep. maybe they didn't know, but I felt like they had at least a hint of knowing how to move and stuff. Because yep. even um, after things kind of calmed down a little bit and I got called back to work, it was still kind of a... Uh, chaos you know because you had gotten called back a few weeks after i did yeah 
And don't get me wrong, when I was called back, it was still handled kind of poorly because they said I was going to be on first shift. Then on a day's notice, like, we need you back on second shift. And then same thing happened going back to first shift. That's what the account date placed me on temporarily. I was basically on a long-term layoff. Like, I had an end date, so I had to get out. Yeah, I mean, we used to have... We used to, like, meet up and just have conversations at work. We'll go down, and uh, we're like, hey, so did you hear anything? I'm like, no, I haven't heard have you. And, yep. the, and it shouldn't have to be like that. You well, know? because, you know, and we'd ask management, and I'm sorry if this is boring, but this is our story, <laughs> man. But, um, like you said, we'd meet up, because we were told we were going to be placed on another account. Yeah. They had plenty of openings, blah, blah, blah. You know, we all interviewed for them. Yeah, you got it, you got it. You know, I had found out from somebody else that the account wanted me. Nobody contacted me. Management on-site or off-site. So I was just like, all right, so what do I do? I'll just keep showing up to work till I'm told not to come back. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that was really weird. But, um, you know, we kind of both decided that maybe the best step was to move on, you know. Yep. Um, I, was I, a, I was a little quicker on that. Uh, yeah. But I don't get me wrong, I had spent probably two and a half months looking for a job in that field before I said, nope. And then I had a good friend um, who said, come work for me. Uh, it doesn't matter your experience level. It's all on-the-job training. So I was able to jump ship and find a job that uh, the pay is comparable, a little bit more physical. But uh, let's talk about the, uh, the path you took after I had left because wow. uh, you had stayed on. Probably a good. Well, when well, when did you leave? We'll just start there. Yeah, you know. So I left maybe the end of end of September. Uh, okay. So my decision to leave was just the stress, mental health stress. Like okay. I was literally like dreading going to work. I was literally like disliking everything about the job, and I, that's not me. I I actually used to love this company, so it was. It's kind of heartbreaking. So it was to the point where I'm like, if I'm not giving it my all right. when I'm working, then I know I need to make a move. So I decided to leave. Uh, I went to a mortgage company to work for them. We'll just say like that. They're well-known, <laughs> so people should put it together. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I did that for about three months, and it was okay. Uh wasn't a big fan of uh, inbound calls, like, okay. audit, like a call center-based. I wasn't a big fan of it, but I got used to it, you know. But I decided, like, well, maybe I should go back to what I know. And also, I had the job that I'm at now. They offered me a position maybe back in August. But I oh, decided okay. to be loyal to the company that should be nameless. I was like, hey, I've been here three years now, and I'm like, you, I'm, I'm here. I'm going to be here, and we're going to get through mm -hmm. this. So when I knew they offered me again, I was like, maybe this is a sign. So uh, the past two months I've been working with them. Um, it gives me the vibes of just more relaxation. It's not a micromanaged base, okay. and I'm, I'm cool with that. Um, so, yeah, so that's my path right now. Uh, who knows what will happen in the future, but uh, I enjoy it, you know. I mean, as long as, you know, you're happy and you, you feel like, there's a sense of purpose for you going to work at the job you're, you're at. Yeah. 
Um, do you is Aaron working with you or vice versa? So that's a funny story. So Aaron, uh, real quick, Aaron. Sorry to interrupt you. Aaron is another uh, guy that we had worked with on second shift and coverage shift. Uh, great guy. I'd like to, I'd love to get him to come on because I know he's got so much stuff going on. He's got his hand in so many different side businesses and and projects and things like that. But he was another cool cat that we we had yeah. worked with and had good times with. Yeah, I've talked to him in the past for a couple of weeks. He's doing good. So I actually, <laughs> I was going to work with him. I actually worked with him maybe a week. Okay. Where he's at now. But I, when they, pretty much it was one of those situations where I had to kind of match the job offer. Like, hey, is this going to be better than the other one? Mm-hmm. And when the job that me and him were at asked me, did I get any other job offers? I said, well, I did, but I'm decided that I'm going to, maybe kick it with you guys and stay with you if there's a um, pay increase. Maybe I shouldn't have told them that I had a job offer, but I wanted to be honest. And then it kind of just seemed like maybe a sour taste in their mouth. And I had to, like, my mom, she's good now, but she had COVID. And oh. I had to kind of call off a day or two um, just to get that taken care of to make sure she's good. Uh, she take care. Of, she takes care of my grandmother, so I was worried about that. And I asked you know, is there a way I can be off for maybe a week or so, so I can, and I understand as a business, I was like, no, no, we really need you, we need to transition someone else in, and I was like, okay, okay, well, thank you for the opportunity, and uh, that's when I was like, maybe it was best that I took the job offer anyway, because I have more flexibility, mm-hmm. and you know, my mom's good now, but um, at that time, so me and Aaron worked together briefly at another company for maybe a week. <laughs> yeah, hey. Yeah. I'm glad that uh, your mom and grandma, uh, yeah. your grandma never had it, right? No, it was, which is really weird. She never had it. She's okay. in her 90s. And, uh, oh, yeah. good for her. Yeah, she did. She, My mom had it, and you know, my mom had to take care of her, but right. she didn't get it. So. Well, you know, I won't ask too many questions about that, but, you know, I had the COVID too, but, you know, glad, you know, the, the older folk. Yeah. You know, was, really glad that uh, your mom's okay after that. And uh, so now here we both are, happier. Oh, yeah, definitely. Different jobs. I left the field of logistics that you are still currently in yeah. to pursue something else. Um, a lot of the friends that we, we have uh, still working there, maybe we should try to do on uh, maybe happy hour with Q. Oh, that would be dope. Get, uh, try to get everybody either on a Zoom yeah. podcast or... Guys, come, come to my house. Well, that's cool. Hey, so. yeah, I'm welcome to have everybody <laughs> in the soup can, too. So All that'd right. be kind of fun because there's a Tori... She'd be yeah. down. Oh, yeah. Sam would probably come in. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron, if we could get him. But I know he just had a kid and got yeah. hitched. Yeah, he's a, so, a lot going on. So, yeah. He's got a lot going on. But another reason uh, you're here, too, is uh, because we're you and I, hopefully, if we can keep it going, we're going to give you a third podcast to be part of, which is the Soup Can, and do uh, like a once-a-month wrestling, because you and I are big wrestling fans as much as we yeah. dislike the WWE. They still mm-hmm. provide some... Hours of entertainment with hating on them. Yeah. But uh, tonight is the Elimination Chamber. And uh, we can uh, just, I, I don't do transition very well, so we're just going to transition right into <laughs> talking about wrestling. And we're going to try to have a recurring episode once a month to recap not just WWE, but yeah. AEW and uh, maybe some throwing a little bit of impact. And, yeah. you know, if ROH is doing anything, I know NWA. Uh, kind of on a little bit of hiatus. I haven't seen too much about them. But uh, tonight is, like you said, is the Elimination Chamber, and we got just a few matches on the card tonight. 
Yeah. There's uh, not uh, many. We have the U.S. title match, which is a triple threat with your boy Keith Lee, my boy Matt Riddle, and Bobby Lashley. So I'm, I'm hearing that uh, Keith Lee might get pulled out due to injury. So What? I, just heard I didn't that hear maybe, that. Maybe that, I just heard that like an hour ago, so I don't know how true that is, but... That's you know, I did one. see something on CBS Sports that said, um, uh, name, I'm name dropping everything else but the companies we worked for, but I guess, you know, who cares? As long as, I don't want to put, a, you know, bad words associated yeah. with somebody, but uh, um, it said T TBD to be determined when it had uh, Lashley versus Riddle, mm -hmm. and I swear earlier today I had read something that it was still Keith Lee, but yeah. I checked later right before you got here so maybe maybe you're right yeah yeah I, we'll see what happens maybe that's like a game time decision or something could be i love keith lee you know yeah. i didn't really care what they did with him when they first pulled him up to the main roster which it goes with a lot of the nxt cats yeah um but let's quickly run down this card here i i'm picking riddle the original bro man picking riddle okay matt riddle but if keith lee's in the match i, I think it's keith lee's time yeah i I'm a little split because I want to know what they're going to do at WrestleMania with the U.S. Or they okay. got other plans for Bobby Lashley. So I'm thinking you you might be right. It might be because Riddle's been getting beat almost every Raw. So, But think about it. If you go back to Royal Rumble, we'll, we'll rewind and cover Royal Rumble a little bit. In that match, who looked better yeah. than Riddle? The Royal Rumble match itself really made Riddle look like a star. Yeah, and he was in the last five or something yeah. like that. So, yeah, he... He, he, it might be his time. I know Vince likes him. He likes his, uh, <laughs> his bro original song. bro, man. Yeah. If I can flip my sandals off like he does. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, I, you know what? I, I, I might go with Riddle on that one as well. I mean, and I, don't get me wrong. I love Bobby Lashley. Loved him when he was in, you know, TNA. Yeah. But the best thing about him in TNA was his theme song. His theme music was, was awesome. Mm -hmm. But him being part of the Hurt Business is great. I love that the Hurt Business has most of the gold. If it was anyone other than MVP, and this isn't a knock against MVP, but he doesn't need the title, I'd say give him the title and just give the Hurt Business all the gold on Raw or whatever yeah. show we're on. I don't even know. Yeah, maybe. Are they on Raw? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Maybe, I don't know, because it all depends. You know, Drew is defending his title in the Elimination Chamber. Right. So who knows who's coming oh, we'll out get there. We'll get to that, yeah, too, because I got to... I gotta, and this is not my theory; is not going to happen at all. But I would love it. Okay. Um, the next match—I don't know order—but the next match that was listed on the card is the women's tag team match, which I have mixed feelings about because I would rather the women's tag team champions go against somebody that isn't the women's heavyweight champ or the women's world champion, because that just takes a match off the card. And I get the elimination chamber is already long, but it's either you do away with the tag team match and have a women's elimination chamber. Because there's no storyline with the women's championship right now that's any good. But I digress. You have the women's world tag team match, which is Nia Jax and Shanda Baszler against Sasha Banks, who is the current WWE women's champion, and Bianca Belair. Yeah. I, I sense somebody's, I don't want to say heel term, but I don't know with Sasha and Bianca, they're pretty friendly and I know WrestleMania's coming up and Bianca's gonna go against Sasha Banks for the title. So it would be kinda weird for them to be the champions and in NXT you had Dakota Kai and um her 
partner who I cannot think of her name. I'm drawing a blank. I'm a little behind on NXT, yeah, so, but NXT's getting better with Adam Cole, baby. Oh yeah, definitely. So with Dakota Kai and her partner having a you know chance to go against the tag team champions, are they going to give it to Bianca and Sasha and then have them lose to Dakota Kai in NXT? Or are they going to have Shayna Baszler and Nia Jack retain right. and have maybe Sasha do... But in, in WWE fashion, they could have Sasha Banks just leave Bianca Belair in the ring. Yeah. Just have could. Banks do the heel turn and just walk away. Because Banks is a pretty good heel. Yeah, I like her heel. Um, she can be very hateable. <laughs> she could be. But, I mean, you look at... they. I mean, they've done that before in the past. Like a two-man power trip. Yeah. I believe... Uh, one of those Triple H or Austin had the the title, and they had the tag team belts. But mm. injuries to those cats, uh, yeah, stifled that. But I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with the champs retain, with the women's tag team. Yeah, I think so. I think that match was just thrown together so fast that yeah. they didn't get a chance to build a storyline even with. Them, and so. I I don't know what Oscar's doing. Apparently, it's not on the card. Is this like a Raw pay-per-view, or do they do that? Is it, I mean, it can't be a Raw pay-per-view, because the Raw and SmackDown titles are on the line. <sighs> so I don't know what they're doing with the um, women's division with Asuka, because at WrestleMania, yeah. you're going to have, sorry to cut you off, you're going to have Jackson Baszler most likely going against that NXT tag team that won the Dusty Classic. Yeah. Which... I don't know if you watched on Wednesday, but I can't remember her name. She goes, I'm going to take this boot and stick it so far up your hole, yeah. <laughs> you won't get it out. And if it, anybody who watches wrestling knows yeah. the, the reference, uh, Nia Jax had, had made a comment about hurting her ass. So Yeah. <laughs> but, again, I'm going with the, the champs retaining that one. Same? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Look the same on that one? Yeah. Then we got the uh, the Raw Elimination Chamber. Which uh, the current see WWE champion? He's not the new yet. Roman's the Universal Champion. I can't keep this shit straight. Uh, you got Drew McIntyre's champion um, against Sheamus, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Hardy, and Kofi Kingston. Who Kofi Kingston? I think got a bad deal on his championship run. That but that's a whole another. Yeah. That's a whole another episode. <laughs> they really yeah shit the bed with that one. But this is the one. Um, it leads into my theory that's not going to happen. i got to hear this. I'm, I'm a big Jeff Hardy fan, but the only reason I'd want Jeff Hardy to win is because then Edge could challenge Jeff Hardy, and it wouldn't matter Edge winning over Hardy because Hardy's that veteran just like Edge. Yeah. But go even further back, there's a lot of history between the Hardy boys, Edge and Christian, Matt Hardy and Edge, and I remember when Jeff Hardy came back and Edge had the title. This was back when Matt Hardy was out of the company. Jeff Hardy came running down the ramp and was just like, you talk too much. And then they just, you know, fisticuffs. Mm-hmm. Hardy winning tonight over all those guys. If he pins Drew, it makes Drew look bad. But if it came down to, like, Hardy and Styles, they had some good matches in Impact. Yeah. Um, it could be okay, but I have a feeling Drew's going to retain. But I think Edge versus Hardy at Mania would add a little bit to it because then it's at that point it's like, all right, Edge can win the title. But having Edge beat McIntyre at Mania? Yeah. 
it's good storytelling. Um, it's the reason why it won't work is WWE and they don't long time uh, storytelling is not in their book of cards for some reason. I don't know, uh, but I like that idea. I wish it would happen, but knowing WWE, they don't think like that. Um, I mean, any one of these cats when in the Raw Chamber is fine. Yeah. But even still, I think we talked on the phone just a few days ago. Why can't we have Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus? That writes itself. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand. To me, it's like, okay, if Drew McIntyre re retains, which he probably will, then now you're going to have Sheamus and him going in, go against each other at WrestleMania when that's good, but why, do, why waste it on Elimination Chamber? You know, like just... We have the same same mindset with that. I mean, I love AJ Styles. Would love anyone. I would love to see any one of these guys win this chamber. Yeah. But I've said before, Drew McIntyre to me is a champion that needs fans in attendance. Hmm. I don't know your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think Drew got just the bad end of a short stick because of the pandemic and him not having that crowd reaction beating Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania last year. So that's Which was a, sweet. Yeah. If he could have had that, even though I know WrestleMania this year is going to have a you know a little bit of a crowd because of right. Tampa. But um, it would have been nice if he would have had that. So I don't know if they're going to do something where Sheamus wins the title tonight and then they give Drew that crowd reaction of him winning at WrestleMania against Sheamus. I don't know if they want to flip-flop the title like that. I like Drew. Uh, I've been very impressed with his in-ring work. Mm -hmm. I like him as a champion, but I kind of... I kind of wish, like you said, he had the title when there was fans. and Yeah. Um, they got to find somebody. Sheamus is a good good heel for him, but without, besides Sheamus, I don't know who else he can go against at WrestleMania. Yeah. You know. Because the, the problem is is if, if, Ed, if Edge challenges for the Universal title, I could see them doing um, Drew versus Sheamus. Yeah. If he challenges for the WWE title, it's going to be Drew versus Edge. And heel Edge is great. But you know he's winning whoever he challenges against Pretty because much. that's WWE. Yeah, they're gonna probably have him hold it to SummerSlam or something like yeah. that. Yeah, because the amount of money they're paying him. Yeah, he's getting a, he's getting the title. I mean, if you gonna let Goldberg win the title, you're gonna let Edge win the title. <laughs> I'm glad he didn't win that nonsense. Yeah, that would have been uh, man. That then, been with uh, all of Paul Heyman's wisdom, <laughs> he was able to maneuver. Roman Reigns out of the chamber match, but still compete at chamber. Mm -hmm. So in the SmackDown Elimination Chamber for the Universal title, you've got Kevin Owens, who lost the three pay-per-views straight. We like Kevin Owens, but it's just like, how many times are you going to keep losing? Right. you got Daniel Bryan. Oh, we didn't pick a winner. Let's jump back to the, to the Raw chamber. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, unfortunately, Drew retaining. I'm gonna go a little different. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go. I I, I think Drew's gonna retain, but I'm gonna go AJ. Oh, man, I would love that. Like I said, my theory: put it on Hardy. Let Edge beat Hardy at Mania. I would like that. But my gut says Drew's gonna retain. Now we can move to the uh, Universal Championship Chamber again. Kevin Owens, who fought for the title three pay per views in a row and lost. We got Daniel Bryan, who. I believe is on his way out for a permanent retirement. Um, I I think he should get another run. You got uh, Jay Uso, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and Baron Corbin. 
winner of that gets the number one contender tonight against Roman Reigns. So right off the bat, you can eliminate Baron Corbin. Yeah. Even though, throw it out of left field, let him win. (laughs) But, uh, I don't know who, this one's a little tougher to predict. What do you think? I'm... I'm thinking Cesaro since he's on a little momentum right now. Okay. Um, I know that Cesaro and Roman Reigns have had some decent matches in the past. Um, I've, I mean, if WWE with the way they think, they'll have Kevin Owens win again, <laughs> just because they have a few. Well, don't and, say that. I mean, if he wins again, he better beat Roman tonight. But I doubt it. So. Um, I think in this is going to be interesting. I, you can, I think you can get rid of Baron Corbin and Jay Uso. I don't think those two will have mm-hmm. a chance. Uh, Sammy, he's a wild card. I don't think so. But I think between Kevin Owens, Cesaro, Daniel Bryan, I think one of those three. I think it's going to be a face, and I just don't know which one. But if I had to put all my money on it, I'm a, I'm gonna go with Cesaro. I mean, I think, like you said, with those guys in the, in the, in the, in, the, in this match, as I stutter. <laughs> It's going to be a phenomenal um, elimination chamber match. Yeah. Um, I would lo- I would like Cesaro to win, and in typical WWE fashion, Cesaro will win because now he's getting that push because his contract is up soon. Yeah, and they don't want to see him go any- to the other. They see him shine. Um, they learned a lesson with Dean Ambrose. <laughs> yep. And they're trying to hold on to all their good workers. Um, and Cesaro, I think, to me, he's been one of my favorite wrestlers in the past five years. He's a great worker. Yeah, I always root for him. I always want to see him with the world title. I know he's not a great talker, but still, I just think his presence, he's one of the strongest people in the company. Yeah. Just give him the title and see what happens, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, that's what, um, and then we'll get to the the next match. That's what AEW kind of did during the pandemic. They took some chances with, with, with guys mm-hmm. to see what the internet would say because that's all they had. They didn't have fan reactions. Yeah. Like, I know they, they uh, revealed two big names. I mean, as much as you, people don't want to acknowledge it, Matt Hardy is a big name in the wrestling business. And when he showed up on AEW, that was huge. Yeah. Same thing with uh, Brody Lee, uh, rest in peace, um, also known as uh, Luke Harper from WWE. Uh, when he showed up, it was, it was phenomenal. You know, the internet was a buzz. Yeah. But WWE didn't really take a shot at anybody. And, I mean, let let these guys lose the belt. I mean, you could always put it back on them in a, in a quick story. I mean, you can, yeah, you can always find a way to yeah. give, like, it will, if Roman lost tonight, now you could find a way to put it on SmackDown on Friday. You know? I mean, you could reinstate the rematch clause that went out the window with Brock Lesnar. No automatic rematch given to the former champion. Yeah. Um, but look what they did with, uh, with the Miz. And when he cashed in the money in the bank this year, because John Morrison was the one that said the Miz is cashing it in and handed it in. Well, you know, WWE said, well, Miz wasn't the one that cashed it in. It was Morrison. It doesn't count. So now they gave the case back to the company, in my opinion, to the company's top heel when they make him the top heel, because he's, you love to hate. The Miz. Yeah. You know, forgot about that. The Miz took himself out of the chamber. Yeah. He, uh, he could be sneaky tonight. Um, Drew can, 
possibly get pinned. You know, you never know. Yeah, uh, yeah that's going to be interesting with that money in the bank because that year is coming up of him having that. Uh, well, sort of year. Right. He won it from Otis. but Whether or not that matters. Yeah, so I wonder what what's going to happen with that. Uh, whoever faced Roman tonight, I think it's going to be a great match. But I still think Edge is going to be the one that faces Roman at WrestleMania. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess because it's all they do the spirit. They do the same moves. Like, yeah, but I would prefer him not to challenge for the Universal Championship only because heel edge is great. Yeah. And we already have heel Roman. So if you put him against, uh, yeah, any one of the guys in the Raw match can be very easily turned uh, face other than Orton um, and go against heel edge. But that's that's just my opinion. And I think with um, with the Raw side, it's just, it's, it's just up in the air because we don't know what's going to happen with Drew and Sheamus, if that is going to be the feud, would that be for the title? Right. You know, we got it's it's one of those toss ups. So I guess we won't know until after <laughs> after the change. after the event, which kicks off in about ten minutes. Yeah. Um, but I would love to see. I mean, the best outcome for Elimination Chamber because this is kind of a throwaway pay per view because it's right before Mania. It's like why do you do this review before Mania? Isn't there another one? I think Fastlane. I think or is something. that still a thing? I hope not. Or uh, Backlash or something. I don't know. But I would love the Miz to cash in. Mm -hmm. I could watch Miz versus Edge all day at Mania, but it's WWE. He's going to tease it and not cash it in. I like that Jeff Hardy um, thing. I like that. That's just a theory that, that, you know, I mean, I'm a Hardy mark, but... Hardy's not going to get another title run just to set up Edge, but it's the least hurtful to any other talent in those. I mean, AJ Styles is a name, Kingston's a name, all those guys are, but to still make a guy look good, yeah, and not hurt what he has left in his career, Hardy's the guy. Hardy's taken loss after loss. He's like a four-time world champion, and nobody even can remember any of his title runs. No. I think he beat Triple H once for yeah, a minute. That's the one I remember that he beat Triple H, and I was like, man, that was so long ago. It's like a yeah. distance blur. And I don't know who else he who else he pinned. I'll uh, I'll have to ask some of my other wrestling aficionados. Um, what do you think about Edge? I know some people. I don't think he would do it, like challenging for the NXT title because he wants to work with young talent. I knowing how WWE is, that was a ratings boost for NXT because they're getting killed by AEW. Yeah, but. Finn versus Edge, I mean, that's just money. That's because Edge nice. can still go at 47 years old. He was better than he's been so when he was wrestling 10 years ago. Yep. So and wild. Finn's, what, our age? Yeah. yeah. Well, but maybe between our ages. There's a slight age gap between us. Yeah. Um, Finn's just great in the ring. Yeah, after watching TakeOver and him and Adam Dunn, I was uh, Pete Dunn, I should say, not Adam Dunn. That was um, yeah, that was a pretty good match. That was a solid five. But these these other wrestling critics, it's like four point seven five. It, it was a five. Yeah, that was really good. That was. <laughs> so then we got um, that covers the. Uh, what the hell is it called? Elimination Chamber. Uh, the match is there. I know AEW has a pay per view coming up at the beginning of March, I believe. Yeah, Revolution, I believe. Yeah. Uh, that card looks pretty stacked. Yeah, Our boy Sting's coming back. 
He's yeah. tag teaming with uh, Darby Allen. Uh, he scared the hell out of me getting powerbombed the other night. All the reports said he was fine. He took it like a champ. Yeah. I mean, he looked dead. <laughs> Staring up, but he sold it pretty well. I mean, for a 60-year-old guy, or however old he is. But uh, WWE telling the guy that he can't go doesn't mean anything. They're, I, I think they're going to regret that. And they had a chance. I know they're an old man, but they had a chance for a cinematic match between him and The Undertaker, I think. And that's... I agree with you. I don't know why you won't pull the. There's no crowd. It, there, you guys been doing cinematic matches. Get that out the way. Give the fans what they wanted. Yep. You know, you don't have to push them so hard because it's, everything is, you know, at, you know, recorded prior. Mm-hmm. But I, I think sometimes WWE gets in their own head, and it's an ego thing. You know, he's a WCW guy. It's like, well, yep. WCW has been around since 2001. That was like 19, 20 years ago. So like, <laughs> I don't understand that. But uh, I think uh, with uh, Elimination Chamber's kickoff time uh, approaching, we'll uh, end the, the episode here. Uh, Quinn, thank you for coming on. Um, I look forward to um, recapping not only Elimination Chamber, but we'll uh, set, it, set a date for After Revolution so we can talk more AEW and oh, work yeah. in a couple other wrestling promotions into the mix. Um, and on that note, uh, be sure to check out Roundtable Sports and Happy Hour with Q. Again, I'll post those links in the comment section of my YouTube channel. Quinn, thank you for coming into the soup can. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here and see a lot more of me. Let's hope so. Um, On that note, everyone be safe, be well. And thank you for listening to the soup can, where we ask the burning question, soup no oh.